This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, welcome in a Friday edition of the opening kickoff, a leeless one at that. He will return on Tuesday. In the meantime, I'm Mark Heim. Nick Wiggins is in the house. First hour wide open for you guys. Sean Payton just went nuclear. And for what reason? That's what you have to ask yourself. Dude went all in on going after last year's regime in Denver. Oh, and by the way, uh, they'll play Hackett in like week five. So that ought to make for drama that week. But the question you have to ask yourself is, why? Why did he do what he did? At first blush, maybe it's because he's used to wearing that analyst hat. Or maybe, maybe he's sending a message to his team. And even better yet, for all you Denver fans out there, I'm sure there are a bunch of you listening. He knows you're better than uh, than most of you think. Either way, explosive stuff coming out of Denver. We're going to get to it here in just a second. Want to let you know uh, you can get us 694-1055. And, of course, uh, you can get us in the app at WNSP.com. It's all about coaches today. We're going to talk about Denver's coach. We're going to talk about a former Tennessee coach who's got a new gig. And a coach that you never heard of is making waves at media days. We'll tell you all about that coming up over the course of the next three hours. Nicholas Wiggins had one job. I know. One job last night. I tried. I'm just glad you didn't guarantee it. I'm just glad you didn't guarantee it. I only guarantee things that are guaranteed to happen. Now, you didn't didn't fail, but I got to give you an incomplete. Yeah. With a chance to make up for it. I want you to get tell everybody what the what the what the what the job was. I was in search of an expert on extraterrestrial life to fill us in and give us a uh, professional perspective on the recent UFO findings. And I contacted a moderator of a very popular alien forum. (laughs) (laughs) What was the name of the forum? Do you remember? Aliens. Aliens are us or? Just aliens. Oh, aliens Um, are here. And the moderator was like, man, I'll I'll make a post for you. Good luck. And he even said, he, he did specify, he said, man, I would do, I would really make sure you vet whoever... Uh, requests to join your show. Well, I didn't get to really do any in-depth vetting process because I didn't have any hits, which is odd because there was over 600,000 members on this forum. Clearly one of them wants to come on and talk about aliens. If they were allowed to, maybe. Ooh. I'm just saying. All right, so you know what might be more entertaining than him getting a guest on today 
is me sitting here watching him next week pitch the idea to Lee when he gets back about, man, I got this guy. Yeah, come on. It's going to be great. (laughs) All right, but I digress. Sean Payton. Good move. I guess we should fill people in on what happened for those that aren't familiar. So, Sean Payton, I don't know if he went scorched earth, but it, it was very counter to what I think you would expect this time of year. Um, he basically called to work in Nathaniel Hackett and his staff last year. Uh, one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. And said there were 20 dirty hands around quarterback Russell Wilson's season last year, which, uh, as you all know, was not good. Um, he said, he said, everything we're doing this year is the opposite of what they did last year. I mean, dude just went, I, he, he went scorched earth. Good thing or bad thing if you're, if you're Denver, if you're Sean Payton? If you're Denver, great thing. If you can that adamantly say uh, how much of a difference you are from last year's regime, and we all know how terrible they were. Would I say they were the worst in NFL history? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Probably not. But I mean, we all know they were horrible. Uh, I mean, we all watched those games. They couldn't ever run a play. I saw a stat where they were ranked. They had the most pre-snap penalties in the NFL on the defense and the offensive <laughs> side of the ball. So there's issues there. Yeah. And you know, credit to Sean Payton. I mean, this will get your Denver Broncos fans excited. He said that, you know, Russell Wilson didn't just flip a switch and become crap. Yeah. So, I'm thinking they'll probably win eight games. Eight eight games? Yep. He did say, he did tell, he, he did say that um, he expects to make the playoffs. So, I do think if he doesn't make the, and he may do it with eight games, uh, but mm. it it would be a stretch for sure. But this team will be judged, or these comments will be judged. I think solely on whether or not he gets to the playoffs. If he doesn't get to the playoffs, I don't know if this comes back and bites him, but it doesn't help. He's got to to me. He's he's got to get the playoffs to the at least get to the playoffs at the very minimum to um. To make these comments ring true. Like, I, I, I think that they're going to be good. I think they're going to have a good roster, but they play in the toughest division. They have a really tough schedule. So, me saying eight games, like, that's not me knocking on them. I think in a lot of other divisions, it'd probably be 10 or 11. Well, that's why I think those comments hit a little different. That's why I hesitate when I read those comments because – because that division's so tough, like it's easier to say. I guess it, the easy part is to say it would be uh, it's they're going to be better than next year. I mean, than last year, but we can only really quantify that with wins and losses. And you look you look at that division, and they're not easy to come by, right? So, would he have been better suited to make those comments internally in the locker room? No. You're just like let them know. Let them all your know. chest, Peyton. I mean, I think for a coach to that confidently and adamantly say something like that to the public, 
that's got to do something for your locker room and for your guys. Like, oh, man, our coach is really riding with us. We all know that last year it wasn't our fault. It was Hackett's fault. Yeah. So, and I mean, Denver wouldn't have traded, what was it, three players, five picks for Russell Wilson if they didn't think they already had a competent roster to put around him. Sure. Win now. Win now. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm liking the Broncos. And I'm liking Sean Payton's motives here. I like a bold guy. What can I say? Mm. Oh, man, there's so much dirt around that uh, treatment of Wilson, he said. There's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed. Tolerated in the freaking training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know, Hackett. A lot of, ha- a lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He just... He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit a wall, shoot, they couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. That wasn't his fault. That was the parents who allowed it. That's not an incrimination on him, but an incrimination on the head coach, the GM, the president, everybody else who watched it all happen. Now, a quarterback having an office and a place to watch film is normal, but all those things get magnified when you're losing. And that other stuff, I've never heard of it. We're not doing it. All right. All right, Sean Payton. We see you, Sean. Well, and you also kind of got to buy into it because you have to assume Russell Wilson is buying into it because if Russell Wilson has another bad year, it's over for Russell Wilson. It's it's You just got to chalk it up as a big, fat failure. So I think Russell Wilson's going to have a decent year. And Sean Payton, like, He's an offensive guy. What was the stat we saw where it was like the winningest team since 2015? The Saints were like the third winningest team. Yeah, they won like it was it something like the most games in a certain amount of time. There was a certain yeah, window like there. A, and it, and it was pretty surprising because, you know, above them were the Chiefs and I don't know the other team, but you know, the Saints were I think the only yeah. one that didn't get a Super Bowl out of it. Right. But Thank you for that. By the way, but so these past couple of years, the Saints have been incredibly average. And so really all those wins are off Sean Payton, Drew Brees. Drew Brees didn't have a arm to throw with those last couple of years right. and they were still winning 12 games. I would say Russell Wilson is more skilled than Drew Brees was those final years at this point in his career. I don't think the offense is that much worse. You have some receiving options and Judy and Sutton. I yeah. think their offense is going to be pretty good. So you guys can jump in on Sean Payton. Like like I said, we're going to talk a lot about a, 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 a couple of different coaches. A um, couple other headlines for you real quick as we jump into. I think the NFL world uh, held their collective breath yesterday. Joe Burrow was carted off the field for non-contact injury. Zach Taylor, the coach, said it was a calf injury, but it was a scary moment um, for Joe Burrow and Cincinnati fans everywhere. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, it's official. Colorado has uh, has officially approved uh, the move from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. Um, incident, interestingly enough, that move coincides with the end of the Pac-12, current Pac-12 uh, media deal. I only add that because I'm wondering how much that move was spurred by the fact that maybe folks in Colorado were not happy with the way the Pac-12 was handling the negotiations for the new media deal. They've kind of bungled that from the get-go. 
But uh, the Pac-12 now has lost another team. Uh, it's hard to imagine that they could recover from this. Maybe they will. The Big 12 managed to get a pulse. So we'll keep an eye on the Pac-12. You, you, you know what's annoying to me about that? Like, how many teams are in the Big 12 right now? Yeah. How many teams are in the Pac-12? How many teams are in the Big 10? Right. We need to we need to do a little rebrand here. Yeah, like can we not switch the number up every year, or can we just let's just call it the pack? Yeah, the pack. The what the would PAC. be PAC? All right, no, no numbers in the conference names. How would you rename the conferences? That involved numbers based on the style or the reputation of the conference. You know, like, how would you, what so would you this call isn't it? location based? Like it could SEC, be. I mean, whatever. I mean, but. Big East. Yeah. Uh, Pac 12, Big 12, Big 10. Like, what, what would be, what would be appropriate names that don't include numbers? Pac 12, you could call that the WCC, the West Coast Conference. Seems simple enough. You do have the WAC, which is the. What does that stand for? Western Athletic, I think. Western Athletic Conference. Because mm. it's just whack, yo. How Sorry. many teams can you name in the whack? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like I'd like to call I'd like to call I'd like to phone a friend, please. <laughs> All right. And then um when we come back to uh well let's let's take a break. Let's get you some um traffic and weather. But Jeremy Pruitt, I told you we'd be talking coaches. The former Tennessee coach. He's got a new gig already. I'm telling you, when you're a quality coach, no matter what happens, you can always land on your feet. And well, he landed. I don't know if it was a superhero landing. I can almost assure you it wasn't a superhero landing. But he's got himself a job. We're just getting started. It's the opening kickoff here on a Friday. Hi, this is Phil Steele, and you're listening to WNSP 105.5. All right, 6 22. Here we are on a Friday edition of the opening kickoff, a Leeless edition. We uh, encourage you to join us uh, at 694-1055. That's the number. I uh, want to let you know, though, coming up at 7, we are going to talk to Sarah Land coach Jeff Kelly. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the big game against Tennessee's Piedmont uh, on ESPN from the land. We'll, uh, my guess is they'll have to uh, make some adjustments that's what we're going to call and find out about. Like, how do, how do you set up? How do you get that conversation? Like, who calls you from ESPN, right? How does that work? So we'll, we'll talk to Jeff about that coming up at 7 o'clock. We'll visit with Alec Naiman, of course. Uh, interesting, interesting story that came up um, this week at ACC kickoff uh, with our good friend Riley Leonard, the Fairhope star, now the Duke quarterback, going to have a monster year. Um, somebody asked him about the bracelet that he wears. Uh, and it's uh, it says you suck on it. That's all it says. Well, his mom gave him that bracelet 
because when he was younger, he was having a lot of success. And one day he kind of walked in. He's like, man, I, I need someone to, to challenge me, to tell me I suck, um, you know, so he can stay motivated and stay, like, focused. And so his mom was like, okay, I'll do it. So now, every time before a big game, even before ACC kickoff, she texts him and says, you know, don't suck uh, when asked these questions, right? So at 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Mrs. Leonard about that. Uh, John Ricchetti will be along for my like, golf report as well. All right. We told you we'd be talking coaches. Jeremy Pruitt didn't take long to find himself another job, Nick. How about this? The former Tennessee coach has now been hired as a teacher and assistant coach at his alma mater at Plainview High School. How about them apples? Go back to where it all started. Sounds like a movie to me. He's going to coach junior high basketball. Okay. How about that? That's just wild. That's wild to me. And the um, the uh, official over there at the Board of Education said he's a hometown hero. Hey, man. Go where you're wanted, right? I dig it. It's cool. Now, what what class is he teaching? It's a great question. I think he's got some PE classes. Mm. See, now that can be tricky, man. Well, he, wait, is it he's is he teaching middle school or teaching high school, but just coaching? No, J. You said JV. Middle school, dude. It ain't even JV. Oh, it is. Middle it's school. like it's like Martin Lawrence and rebound. Okay. All right. Well, look, I know, see, when I was in high school, my P.E. teacher was the current St. Paul's coach. Right. Does he, remember Does he remember you? Probably not. I would just I would just figure that game recognizes game. Well, see, the thing, we used, our P.E. classes would just be, hey, you get 100 if you put your gym shorts on. Yeah. And that's it. You could play, you could sit under the bleachers and like try to hit a vape or something whatever you did <laughs> as long as you were wearing your pe uniform you got a good grade okay until ham barnett came along he started having all of us do these like workout routines we're doing like 30 minutes of exercise every single day and we all know that one kid in high school that just would adamantly defy those orders yeah and just stand there and just like stare at the you know, we're all doing our up-downs. Whenever Coach Barnett would turn at him to kind of chew him out, we'd all stop, you know, because he's not looking at us. And then we turn back around, we're like, 81, 82, yeah. 83. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure uh, I'm sure the former Tennessee coach might be bringing that same energy to his PE class. It seems to be a football coach thing. Yeah. I uh, We had to um, – I, you know, PE, you know, I was one of those kids growing up. PE was like my favorite. Like, yeah. what was what was the best part of your day? And I was, I would always tell my 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 parents, PE, recess, and lunch. Right. Yeah. That that. I'd be going to business tech drenched in sweat. Yeah. My next class, I'd just be <laughs> sitting there. But you know, I wanted to play. Like that was it. That was fun. But uh, in high school, to your point though, they would take points off if you you know, weren't dressed out the proper way. So if you didn't have your shirt or your shorts or your shoes or the right socks, you got deducted points. Um, so I don't I don't think there was a whole lot of whether you're actually physically athletic, really it didn't it didn't matter as long as you were dressed out. And I've never really understood I'm not mad at it. I just I've just never understood how a physical education class 
is graded on your wardrobe. Yeah, I never understood that either. I think I'd be a pretty good PE teacher. I think that's a, probably a fun career. It depends on the ages, though. High school. I wouldn't want to be an elementary school PE teacher. All right, everybody. Got, let's all circle around the parachute and throw it in the air. Yeah, that's the most overrated event you can do at a, at a, in a class. Yeah. That parachute. Where, where did that come from? I don't know. Yeah, that, by the way, that's that. work. I mean, I'm not talking about the kids that get, that get to go under it and hang out, and that's great yeah. for the little kids. I mean, you know, for those with radio vision, I'm doing the motion of like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just, I've never understood that. I don't know. I don't get it. But I, I don't like the stretched. Yeah, that's that's fine. Don't don't run, kid. I mean, why why are we doing laps? Well, let's see. Yeah, now because of, I don't know. I guess. Modern day parenting, kids will chew out. Kids or uh, teachers will get chewed out by parents if you have them running too much. Right. Like my asthma's acting up. <laughs> like that may be true, but come on, man, just walk the mile. All right. So yeah. So we talked about Jeremy Jeremy Pruitt there for about two <laughs> <Yeah>. seconds. <laughs> but uh, Jeremy Pruitt, would you want your kid in his PE class, or would you want Jeremy Pruitt? To coach your your kids going out for the middle school basketball team, you know he's got his his Jordans on or his LeBrons on or his whatever. Curry's probably Curry's or he's got his Giannis's whatever. Or he's ready to roll. He's got his Kyrie's on. Let's go! And then you got first of all, this and this is no Kyrie's. disrespect to to football coaches out there. You typically don't want a football coach coaching your basketball team. Well, look, and everyone listening, give us your best and worst P.E. stories. This yeah. is a sports station. We all know we took P.E. multiple times in high school. Let's hear them. 694-1055. It's the opening kickoff. Mark and Nick right here on the sports. Ladies and gentlemen, or 632. I'll get that right at some point. Welcome back in. The opening kickoff continues right here on the sports station WNSP and WNSP.com. This segment brought to you by Kemco Metal Buildings. Better designs, tons more quality. The metal building construction experts. Established back in 1965, over 50 years of experience, free consultations. Give them a call. They've uh, 626-0594, 626-0594, Kimco Metal Buildings. All right, so we're talking uh, physical education or lack thereof. We want to hear your best stories, your best PE stories. Jeremy Pruitt taking a, a PE class or, or teaching a PE class and coaching middle school basketball. Would you want your kid playing for Jeremy Pruitt? You, you had a, uh, an interesting tale. Yeah. So when I was in PE in ninth grade, you know, you have to dress out, change clothes, whatever. All of a sudden, 
I can't find my phone. Oh, no, where's my phone? I think <laughs> someone stole it. And me being the investigative sleuth that I am, I was like, hey, man, can you call, can you call my phone? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, we, we start hearing it ring. And it's in uh, someone else's locker. And this is uh, kind of a degenerate kid. Sure. So you can only assume the worst. Sure. And this is a big guy. Like this is like a. I'm talking a 17 year old ninth grader here. Like this is a kid that drives himself to school. There's always one of those in every grade, right? There's always one in your class. And this this was him. There was that young kid that was always really good at sports, but he had to like shave. And you're like, dude, what? Right. I'm sorry. I digress. Go ahead. Well, and yeah, no, but he definitely had like a goatee. And, yeah. And when I'm in ninth grade, like I'm prepubescent. Okay. I'm like four foot 40 pounds. So I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, how am I going to approach this? Cause this, I know this guy isn't, you can't reason with this guy. And so I find out the phone's in his locker. I go to the coach, uh, coach Broughton used to be my neighbor. I think now he's the assistant principal at MGM. I was like, hey, Coach Broughton, uh, I think someone stole my phone. Uh, and I think it's in this locker. Like, you know, you have the master key. Can you get it out for me? He was like, sure, no problem. I was like, thanks. And he's like, what kid did it? And I was like, I think it was that kid. <laughs> and so then I'm like, all right, cool. And look, when I was in ninth grade, I was really cool with, like, the upperclassmen. So they were like, hey, man, if you ever need anything and this kid tries to jump you, we got your back. I was like, nice. Thanks, man. So later on, so he gets sent to the office. Then maybe two hours later, I'm switching classes, and this kid approaches me and, like, pushes the crap out of me. What? That ain't right. And he's like, did you tell Coach Broughton that I stole your phone? And I was like, dude, no. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I was like, so I was looking for my phone, and I saw, and I heard it in your locker, and I knew... There is no way that you stole my phone. There's just no way. It had to be a mistake. So I got Coach Broughton to get my phone out, but he was adamant that you stole it. Yeah. I said, Coach Broughton, no. We can't do that to this guy. He's a nice guy. There's no way he would do that. But I don't know. I guess he just assumed that you did steal it, and he did that. And so, But look, if you need me to vouch to the principal that you didn't steal it, let me know, and I will because I know you're a great guy. And, like, he was, like, holding me by my collar, and it was just, like, I, like, deprogrammed him. <laughs> he was, like, uh, what? And I was, like, yeah, man, so whatever you need. And he was, like, uh, okay, well, I'll let you know. Never saw the kid again. Ever? Ever. Dude was tossed? I think he, like, dropped out. I don't know if he got, he got into some more trouble. I don't know if he switched schools. Hmm. But that was one of my more prideful moments, that deprogramming of this guy in real time. And I think that led to me having this job today because I am a professional BSer. Yes, that uh, that much is clear. So you were the, the kind of the small, scrawny BSer that, um, that probably only egged people on to pick on you or to bully you. I was an instigator. Like, yeah, so like you, like somebody, talk. you're the guy that they throw up against the wall, and 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 you talk back. Like you, you're not gonna yeah. take it sitting a lot, down. A lot just, of Marty McFly energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, what can I say? Yeah. 
But nowadays, I feel like I would probably just, I don't know if I would take that patience to talk through that. Yeah. Now that I feel like I'm an adamant size. So the, the question we have to ask is, what if, what if Nick didn't? Deprogram the Terminator. Would, be here today? would he be here today? And would Honestly. he have? Would he have all his faculties about him? Honestly, like it was just it it, was, it, would, it would be the equivalent of a grown man going to yeah. beat up a fifth grader. That's what it was like. Why is it though? In in all seriousness, people, why is there always at least one guy, one kid in your class that is just so physically like more mature than everybody else? Like I'm not talking just. Well, he was held back a year. I mean, like, this dude's got, like, full facial hair. He's got to shave or, you know, he's got a crazy fastball or he, you know, he eats three sandwiches at lunch or, you know, twice the amount of food that everybody else does. There's always one guy. And it's usually, obviously, in elementary school, right? I just, I've never understood. It's in the water. I guess. But I, see, I... When I was see, I'm a smart guy, right? Even now, I'm not gonna make a bet unless I know I'm gonna win it. And in high school, I was a, I was a pretty rambunctious, rowdy kid. So I got into fights, but never got into a fight that I lost because I would only let the fight proceed to happen if I knew I was gonna win. If I thought I was gonna lose, then I'm pr bringing out the Tony Stark slide talk to talk my way out of it. So you never lost a fight? Nope. So did you I've just four? Did you just fight smaller kids, or did you did you did you fight up in weight class? It would either it would be. It never would be like, oh Nick, why are you doing that? You know, but it would have to be a kid my size or a kid that might be a little bit bigger. But I could just tell like the the hand eye coordination wasn't there, and I I think I could get some some solid licks in before the inevitable. Hey, break it up, break it up, right? Because that's what it's all about. If you get into a fight in a big crowd at school, if you just come out there quick and hard, it's going to get broken up before anything bad happens to you. So strike strike first. That's right. Strike first. All right. A little uh, little PSA there from Nick Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kids on the way to school or whatever. Um, all right. So do we have time? So we, we've talked uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Right. We talked Sean Payton. So there's another coach I wanted to get to. Do we have a, we have a couple minutes here? Right. Um, so. I think you guys saw this, but maybe not. So sh the Charlotte coach at the American Football Conference, American Athletic Conference, Biff Pogey is his name. Biff. He looks like a Biff. Yeah, so Biff wasn't happy. So he's a first-year guy. His team won three games the year before. I mean, Sean Payton probably would have obliterated those guys, right? So do we have the audio, the first, let's listen to Biff at the stage of the American Athletic Conference when he is asked, when it's his turn at the podium, take a listen. Any other questions for coach? That's it, three questions? Maybe right, that's because you have us ranked last, that's all what you think of us. <laughs> so that, that we, we get that message, thank you. Okay, so Biff there. Did the whole McFly, McFly. Yeah. He's he's not <laughs> thrilled. Not thrilled. He was only asked three questions. All I'm saying is send me to that conference. Hey, coach, uh, if you were straight on a deserted island and can only bring one item, what would it be? Yeah. <laughs> so so he didn't stop there. He was on Sirius XM, 
And he talked about the disrespect of only getting three questions. Take a listen. Of a bunch of guys that are really chippy and are great kids, but they are chippy and they are they have an edge, and we are bad company on that football field. And I can't wait to start playing because I can tell you this: this will be the last time we ever come to this building and have and get the the disrespect that we've gotten since we've been here. You guys were picked last in the conference. Is that last. part of the disrespect? Yeah, last. You know, press conference, three questions. You know, hey, you guys suck. Let's get to the next guys. And and I would like to take whoever those writers were that 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 voted on that and hold them upside down by their ankles and smack their heads off the ground a couple of times because they don't know shit. We've got to. <laughs> I like the guy. But here's my problem. <laughs> Is it really disrespectful if you won three games the year before, there's a new coach in town, and you're and you're picked last? Like, how is that? I don't understand how that's disrespectful. Someone's got to be picked last. It might as well be the team that won three games the year before. That's just the mentality of a winner. Is that what that is? That's right. You always bet on yourself. You're always confident in your own abilities, and you're disrespected by people who don't see uh, the same way you do. I have to say, though, the disrespected card might be the most played card in sports history. Though. It works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You, you think? Fire it up. What how, is many, how many games does Charlotte win this year? Dude, Last I year they won three. <laughs> All right, let's let's Four. look at their schedule. They're winning five, and he'll be back and be like, "You see, yeah. you see." Uh, schedule. Uh, they probably lost their spring game. Uh, mighty South Carolina State. They open with. I'm gonna give him a dub mighty there. Mighty South Carolina State is mighty part of it. No, oh. just South Carolina <laughs> okay. State. I was like, wow. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna give them a dub there. They're gonna open with a dub. All right. They're at Maryland. That's a L, big fat L. Yeah. Uh, they have Georgia State. That's another L. Yep. They're at Florida. That's another L. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's a tough start for Biff. Start. Yeah. Start. Biff then goes to SMU. That's probably an L. I have no idea. I don't either, but I'm just saying. I'm gonna problem. give them the benefit of the doubt All and right. say they get the dub there. Two Let, let's two. They're 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 they host Navy. I'm giving them an L. Yeah, he'll probably take an L, but then he'll twist it and be like, hey, man, we took that one. the truth. Yeah, we took that one for the country. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're at East Carolina. That's another L. I think so. Florida Atlantic. That's probably an Maybe I don't know anything <laughs> about Charlotte, because now I'm just thinking, man, they're actually playing like legitimate <laughs> football team. They're at Tulsa. That's uh, well, Let's say they win that one. Just for fun? Yeah. Why not? They have Memphis. That's an L. Yeah. Rice in South Florida. Maybe they'll – Rice was in a bowl game last year here in Mobile. So that's an L. And then they'll probably lose to South Florida too. So what is that, three games? <laughs> <laughs> and we gave him one, at least one, just yeah. for the benefit of the doubt. Now, keep in mind, folks, I, th I don't need – you all don't need me to tell you that we know absolutely nothing about Charlotte or that schedule we just went through. All I'm saying is – Biff won the day, though. 
Which goes to my other point about these media days, and I give Nick credit along with a couple of our other WNSP guys. There are there are those out there that just want football, football, football information. Boring. Like they listen to the radio and they say, ooh, give me information in a very dry way. You know, rattle off the depth chart. I want to know what the coach thinks, right? There are others who get their information long before it gets to the airwaves and just really want entertainment and analysis and thoughts and opinions, right? Old school versus cool school. So, Mike, thank you. I just came up with that, you know, because sometimes I prepare. So my question is, or my thought is, questions like Nick asked Nick Saban about uh, a pregame playlist. Which was the most viral clip to come out of SEC Media Days, mind you? Um, maybe. It was one of them. It was definitely one of them, for sure. I don't know if it was the clear-cut one, but it was definitely top five, top it was, three. analytics-wise, yeah. For us or just in general? In general and, and things to come out of there. Okay. Uh, but Corey asked about asked Saban about playing the whole VR thing. Right. I mean, so there are going to be those that suggest that those are dumb, embarrassing questions because I know we got a lot of that in our app. But to me, we've there isn't a single football-related question that you can ask any of those guys that haven't already been asked a hundred times. Especially, and you've heard me say this, especially now that we have the Regents Pro-Am, especially now that we have all this access during spring football, and now that we have these spring meetings. Like, there's nothing real. Every once in a while there is. But... You know, I'll give you an example. Lane Kiffin sat up there, and it went viral because of the, the words he used, but he talked about NIL. We've been talking about NIL forever. Mm-hmm. His opinion hasn't changed any. He just presented it in a way that was very confrontational and almost aggressive, so you you know it kind of caught your eye. But my point is, this is an opportunity to learn more about these guys and what makes these guys tick. That's why right. Saban and VR... Saban and pre-play, uh, pre-game playlist, Saban and Cake, yeah. kind of were the big stories. Right. Uh, and there's a time and a place for everything. This is SEC Media Days in July. It's a lighthearted event. Now, if, like, Alabama lost to LSU by seven post-game press conference, I'm not going to raise my hand and be right. like, uh, Coach Saban, I know you're a big oatmeal cream pie guy, but – what are you thinking about the zebra cakes? Like, I'm not <laughs> – like, you have to know. You have to have that awareness. Um, and, and share with the folks, he did come up to you after. Yes, he came up to me. And, look, if you watch the video and the audio, he sounds miserable, and he very well might have been. But I would say that wasn't because of me. I'd say it just because he was there in general. But if you watch the video, his face, when he says, I don't understand the question – he leans in. He leans in, and his, his face has a slight smirk of amusement. Like, wow, this guy really just asked me a question like this. What is he saying? He was amused by it. And after, he came up to me, and he said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I just, I just didn't really have an answer for you. And I said, much to Michael's chagrin, that I was being disrespectful. I said, oh, don't worry about it, Nick. You're good. And I patted him on the back. Yeah. So I think 
SEC media days, and I think it's been trending like this for a couple of years, for a while now. I mean, we all remember, you know, Clay Travis and asking Tim Tebow if he was a virgin, and the place went nuts, and there were all sorts of stories and, and the whole thing. But I do think that SEC media days, because of all the examples I cited earlier, is really starting to take on that Super Bowl media day feel. You know what I mean? Where all of those, all of those journalists and all those credentialed media folks who aren't really reporters converge and all these players are at the tables and it's just it's anarchy right for that super bowl media day well but they ask all these questions that aren't about football why because we've played a whole season they've been asked all the questions we had every answer already and so now it's what is it that people can learn about those guys and there's a reason these questions get asked, because you brought up analytics, okay? And and I'm getting into something that we, we probably don't have time to get into, but there was a time where the media told you guys what they thought you needed to know. But because of analytics now, the people that are dictating content are you, because now we can look at the response, how many clicks— how many video views? How many times you clicked on this story? Where you clicked on it from? Was it from social media? Was it direct? We can we can watch peep, time. Yeah, we can we can analyze all that. We have all that information. So when people say, I, you know, I can't believe Himes writing again about Paul Feinbaum, dude. I don't care any more about Paul stories or Lane Kiffin stories than the next guy, but I can tell you who does. You guys, because you're reading them. That's right. the only reason I write what I write. That's the only reason people ask what they ask is because they know. Now, I'm not a huge fan of let me roll this guy up so he can explode at the podium and then write about it because then that'll get people. That'll get. Cl I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. But there are there. But that's something you have to consider. So you know, everybody talks about oh, it's the media's fault. Uh, yeah, there's some of that still, sure. Remember, when you're pointing your finger at somebody, you got oh boy, three pointing back at you because yeah. the thumb kind of just goes uh, sideways. Uh, so, uh, in the app, uh, Charlotte, 0-12, not winning a game. And then the and someone said, only maybes are South Carolina State, mighty South Carolina State, by the way, and Rice. I bet you won't tell Biff that to his face, though. Yeah, Biff, Biff will hi hint, uh, tie you up by your ankles and... Hit your head on the ground a couple times or whatever it was, he says. Disrespected. All right. We come back. Want to hear your best P.E. stories? Jeremy Pruitt looks like he's going to be coaching middle school basketball. Would you want your kid playing for Jeremy Pruitt? Biff's in the news. We talked about him. Sean Payton went scorched earth. It's all about coaches. Oh, and speaking of coaches, Jeff Kelly joins us at 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll wrap up our number one here. It's the opening kickoff right here on the sports station, WNS Pick. Hey, this is Ladarius Owens, former Auburn football player and current CFL player. You're listening to WNSP. All right, so we only have a, a minute here, so we can't even really get into it. But I'm going to plant the seed for later in the show because Nick and I are talking at the break about Biff, our, our, our coach at Charlotte, our friend who... 
you know, was disrespected by only three, getting only three questions after winning uh, his, his team won three games the year before. He's a first-year guy, right? So we started thinking about, like, what is Biff short for? And so we got thinking, like, how how is it that names turn into nicknames that don't really seem to match? Is that a good way of, 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 of putting it? Yeah. Like, Well, because it started with, we're like, what name is Biff derived from? Right, and, and it's not really, right? Right, it's not like a... Bifferton? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> His full name is not Bifferton or, or Biffley. Uh, no, but then you have nicknames that are derived specifically from names that don't really make sense either. Right. And you so we, asked, what did you ask her in the break? If you do you want, want say, the direct quote? Yeah. I said, how do you get Dick from Richard? <laughs> like, where does that, how does that, and of course that took on a different meaning, but how do you, I mean, the obvious answer is, you know, Buy you, you, buy, you buy him dinner. Yeah. But how do you how do you get that word from Richard? How do you get Bob from Robert? Why wouldn't it just be Rob? Right. Or Chuck from Charles. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Like Barkley. Like how does that happen? And not that it's an indi- like an individual instance, but it, it becomes like a whole thing. Like people do it all the time. And and so I need to hear from a Richard or a Robert. Or Charles. Or Charles. Or a a James. They go by Jimmy. And at that point, you're you're lengthening the name. Yeah. Like, there's a kid that I coach. His name is James. And I'll, I'll be like, Jimmy. Like, it's not even the same word. It starts with the same letter. That's it. And w- there you go, David, in the app. William and Bill. Yeah. Why not just Will? These are questions we ask on the opening kickoff. We want answers from you guys in hour number two. Jeff Kelly's next. Stay with us. Opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two on a Friday, Leeless edition of the opening kickoff. Mark Heim, Nick Wiggins in the house. Uh, you guys will take your phone calls a little bit later in the show. A couple headlines for you. I think the whole NFL world was on pause there for a second, holding their collective breath. Jeff, uh, Jeff, Joe Burrow uh, went down with a um, non-contact injury, was carted off the field during practice. Coach Zach Taylor said it was a calf injury, so it looks like crisis averted, but scary moment there across the NFL. It's official Colorado uh, has approved the move from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. Interestingly enough, that move coincides with the end of the current Pac-12 TV media deal. I'm beginning to wonder maybe if uh, Colorado officials know something we don't about the negotiations moving forward with the new media deal. But that's done. Meanwhile, the ACC said uh, they're hoping to expanding their membership. And uh, Jeremy Pruitt uh, has a new job. He will be a PE teacher and assistant coach at Plainview High School. One of the stories we were talking about earlier this week involves our own Sarah Land. So we brought in uh, football coach Jeff Kelly to tell us how he's sprucing up the place for big ESPN. Coach, good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning, Mark. Doing well. Well, congrats, man. It's uh, it's very cool. Uh, we've had some of this happen in the past, Jeff, as you know. Uh, to to have our guys on an ESPN uh, broadcast 
is something, one, this area um, it loves to see, and two, it's something those kids will never forget. You know, it was a, uh, you know, kind of came together fairly quick back in the spring, and, and uh, you know, we've kind of kept it under wraps for a while. But, uh, you know, the, the the ESPN, they cover a lot of games yeah. with all the different families and networks, but they cover very few on the big channel, you know. And so this was a game that they circled really out of the gate. And, uh, you know, some of the marketing team that works with, with those guys kind of helped put this game together. Uh, it, it's going to be a tremendous night of football. You know, we've been blessed to be able to play, you know, several games on, on ESPN, but we've uh, this will be the first time that we've ever been able to bring them to Saraland. And uh, so it's a chance for us to, you know, kind of spotlight and highlight the things that uh, that are going on in our system and, and city and, and that kind of stuff for the world to see. And I guarantee you we got to work hard to be ready to play well because uh, it'll be a big challenge on that night. So, Jeff, let our listeners kind of give us a little insight. How does, how does a game come about? Do you schedule your opponent and then ESPN says, hey, man, that looks like a cool game. Let's, let's give those guys a call. Or is it the other way around? Does ESPN be like, hey, you're you're one of a, a handful of teams that we're kind of interested in. We'd like to get you on the on the network. Let's get you a, a, a game. Like, how does how does that work? Yeah, you know, ESPN itself really has very little to do with it. You know, they have marketing companies uh, that that uh, almost like a like a headhunter company for a you know somebody in the business world that that, that goes out to. Uh, you know, and has conversations with different programs and different different people throughout the country, and uh, you know, some of it's relationships, and you know, some of the same same folks that you've worked with in years past that uh, they kind of get together and and really make calls and say, hey, what do you think about you know playing this this team or that team? We think ESPN would really jump on this matchup, but yeah. it's really a kind of a third party situation that really tries to tries to pair up a lot of those. Uh, those games, and then they they have to pitch those to ESPN for final, you know, I guess decision making process on on you know number one, uh, are we going to cover it, and then number two, is it going to be prime time? Is it going to be which channel? All those kind of things, and that is that that part is strictly an ESPN decision, but it's it's really a neat process, and uh, you know it was kind of put together by you know some of the great folks up at Paragon Marketing. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Kelly is our guest here on WNSP. So put your administrative hat on. Is there is there more involved from that perspective now because it's an ESPN game as opposed to any other home game for Sarah Lane? Like, what do you guys have to be ready to to do or to accommodate an ESPN broadcast? Yeah, you know, there, there there's going to be some people from ESPN flying in and and uh, you know production company that's going to be coming in actually today. There's a meeting, you know, after lunch today where, you know, they kind of tour the facility and talk about the, their needs and what they need to to make this thing look first class. And, uh, you know, they'll be meeting with all of our people in our system and, you know, putting together a good plan of uh, what's needed for that night for the game. But, you know, as it relates to, to me personally, uh, you know, it, it's going to be kind of business as usual and, and uh, you know, focusing on the game and getting ready to play and all those kind of things. But, you know, there's there's a there there's more things. You know, in terms of lighting, in terms of sound, in terms of setup and camera placements and all those kind of things. You know, sometimes they bring you know different uh, light trucks in, and I mean this it's going to be a, a first first class deal. Yeah. And, and um, 
you know, I think they see the value in coming in and, and, and really showcasing, you know, the players on both teams and our community, and, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to make it, uh, make it first class. Now, on a personal note, before you leave for the game, before you leave the house, you, you, you having somebody hit the record on the DVR? But on on the, that day, just just so you can go back and watch it as an ESPN broadcast. Uh, we do it. We do it all the way. You know, one hundred five covers our games. We record them. <laughs> we record them all. You know, channel forty four. Heck, you know. Yeah. That's, uh, so so it's no different. You know, it's one hundred five point five or it's ESPN. We're gonna record them and you know be be able to put them in that library. Uh, I think we have our promo to start running this uh, leading up to fall with that one. All right, so let's talk there football. Uh, what do you know about Lipscomb? Uh, from what I understand, uh, man, they know how to win. You know, uh, you know, Trent Dilfer was was the coach up there the last couple of years. He's a he's a you know friend uh, you know from the past there, and you know, really had a chance to talk to him. And, and we don't know a ton about them. I know they're very good on defense. They've got. You know, uh, tremendous, tremendous D tackles. You know, highly regarded, highly rated national recruits. Their two inside backers are, are the same. The top, I think, the number one and number three players in Tennessee are their inside backers, and they got two really, really good corners. You know, there's a lot of people say that you know the the Beasley kid is one of the best corners in the country, and and uh, you know we feel like we've got some some pretty good firepower at wide receivers. So yeah. that should be a fun matchup. So. Their strength, I think, will be on defense. Um, you know, offensively, they're they're replacing a quarterback. Their guy last year went to Auburn, and you know, I think they're uh, you know very good size and athletic up front. You know, offensively, um, you know, so we've got to we've got to be ready to to defend the run and that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, it's it's kind of a boarding school situation. Those guys are there all year round and. You know, a little bit like a, you know, kind of a setup of an IMG kind of situation. So, there's folks from all over the place coming in there, and and um, you know, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tremendous challenge. But uh, you know, something about me feels like our guys are gonna match up okay. Yeah, I mean, it, you're no slouch either, Coach. Uh, coming coming off an amazing uh, season last year. How how and how have the guys responded to getting back to it and kind of putting what happened last year? Kind of in the rearview mirror and, and and understanding that this this is a whole new ball game this season. You know, we, we really hadn't talked a, a lot about you know in the past. I think our guys are um, you know mature enough to understand that 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 was a different team and a different year and different circumstances. And uh, you know that team last year had a really really good year and uh, you know got it done and and. You know, we don't really talk about, uh, you know, a repeat or, or anything like that because this is a totally different team. We've yeah. got to define kind of who we are. And we've got different leadership, different personality, and different strengths. And, and uh, you know, we've got to work to put it all together to try to become a good football team. And and if we do that, you know, we've got the talent to, you know, to be pretty good, you know. But uh, we we cannot assume anything. And that's that's kind of the thing that, our guys, I think, have done a pretty good job, you know, of going through uh, the spring and the summer. I think they're they're ready to get going in August. You know, it's it's uh, we've got a lot of carryover in terms of um, you know from a personnel standpoint, and so you know they understand what we're doing, and uh, it's just a matter of, of you know getting in great shape, being healthy, and and you know getting good at what we do, and and then go play. 
So um, this year will have its own set of, you know, hurdles and obstacles and challenges, and we got to be ready to go, uh, you know, try to try to figure out who we are as a football team and take it one week at a time and hopefully get better throughout the year. Hey, is is you've been at this a while now, Jeff? Is this is this are you are you excited? Like, is this the time of year where you you like you get you're itching to kind of get going? You know, it, it uh, every year is different. Every year is uh, you know different different deal. This this group, you know, coming through the spring, even though you only get ten days, um, you know, to see them go out and play extremely hard consistently throughout the spring and then have a good showing in the spring game against a, a good enterprise team and you know and then come through the summer it, it does kind of get you get you ready to go and the things that, that the state allows you to do during the summer and allows you to get very detailed in terms of your practice and your install and and uh you know we're we're, we're kind of ready for that next next part of it and that's uh, that'll come here in a week or so when we start camp and uh, and we start pulling toward that first game and getting ready to play. So, yeah, we're excited. I'm excited, and uh, you know we we understand the the work that's right in front of us. And uh, you know, you stare down the gun barrel and, and and go attack it one day at a time. Before I let you go, I mean, obviously, uh, folks around here are very uh, very familiar with Ryan Williams and KJ Lacey and you know Antonio Coleman and all, all those guys. Can you can you tell folks a little bit about Dylan Alford? You know he's uh, he's had a good couple weeks. You know he's 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 got a ton to learn. Uh, he's a very talented, very talented young man that uh, you, you can tell real quick that football is very important to him. And uh, you know, and and he's you know really working really hard to to not only come in and and uh, you know kind of kind of show you know the things he's able to do but just really learn you know you go back to square one where to line up you know what does this mean what does that mean you know all those kind of things but he's uh he's had a really good couple you know couple weeks of uh workouts and practice so uh we'll just take it day by day and see where it goes but uh definitely uh definitely a talented young man who, who loves the game hey Jeff, thanks so much, man, for jumping aboard with us. Congratulations on the game. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting. I know people around here are really excited for you, and we'll certainly be in touch. Uh, enjoy the last, what, day or two of, of uh, hey. I guess, freedom? Is that the word? I don't know, before things get get busy. <laughs> I, I have to ask my wife and see what we got to do. So I don't know if freedom's the right word, but yeah. we're, we're good. We're, we're ready to roll, so school's right around the corner. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely, man. Have a good weekend. That's Jeff Kelly, ladies and gentlemen, the Saraland football coach. They are uh, they're going to be in a, a war. But it's really cool. It's really cool when one of our teams gets the opportunity to uh, to be on the on the big channel. So big big things going on. Our thanks to Jeff Kelly. All right, we'll get you uh, traffic and weather when we come back. Uh, we'll reset for you a little bit. Uh, it's another Leeless edition of the opening kickoff. Stay with us, man. We got plenty left on this Friday edition. Hello, Mobile. This is Damian Craig, and I'm listening to Sports Station WNSP. All right, 
721 here on a Friday. Thanks for hanging with us. The opening kickoff. Alec Naiman joins us here on WNSP. Mr. Naiman, did I did 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 my eyes deceive me or did I see some uh, fillets that you were uh, that you posted on some social media? Those look pretty tasty, sir. Well, I was trying to set you up for, you know, make you hungry and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I threw some fillets out there, and then I wrapped them in some pastry dough and uh, stuffed them with a little duck cell, and uh, next thing you know, we were eating beef wellington. How about that? Well, that was pretty good, huh? It, 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 was, an effective, <laughs> it was effective use of uh, social media for sure. Uh, so what, 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 what's cooking these days, man? Life for, for a guy like you has got to be tough, battling this heat. Dealing in being in the kitchen all day. Well, you know, I, I, I will tell you, it is difficult during the summer to be in a hot kitchen. Sometimes those kitchens get up to be a uh, hundred and twenty degrees, and uh, you just got to stay hydrated, you know. And, and of course, uh, to get rid of the muscle soreness from just the heat sucking all that moisture out of it, you got to got to drink a lot of liquid and keep a lot of electrodes in you, you know. But I tell you, it's, uh, you know. I love it, you know. It's certainly a, it's certainly a passion. So, you know, it's toughening it up. You get tough, you know. It's it's like in August that football guys go out there and do these two a days. Yeah. Well, it's extremely hot, but they start early in the morning. They do it late at night. It toughens you up. Cause guess what? We got football coming up in like four or five weeks. I yeah. mean, we're almost there. The Jags play five games in September alone, so that's just great, you know. And listen, so if you need some, we got a, I'm dusting off the tailgate menu. We're going to have to get together. I'm going to have to give away some tailgate parties. Y'all know that, so we're going to do that again this year. Nice. So, yeah. All right, so uh, I, I, I know you're busy now. Okay, yeah. Boys. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying something. No, no one ever, never, and people hear me, but they never listen. It's okay. Tell everybody all, all, all the information they need to come see you, not just for football, but anything coming up between now and then. Oh, man, yeah, we love it. Listen, uh, back to school for the teachers. So call us, 473-3900. Look us up on the web at namenscatering.com. Give us a like on Facebook because we like that kind of stuff. And, y'all, y'all just have a great weekend and, uh, you know, enjoy the heat. It's wonderful. Okay, go Jags. How about that? I just feel good about that. Alec, man, we appreciate everything you do for the station. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. That's Alec Naiman, boys and girls. He just announced a little breaking news here. We're going to be giving away another uh, some catering parties again this year. How about that? It's exciting. I can't wait to play. Reverse Passport. Is that what we did for that one? No, that was for the Iron Bowl tickets. Okay, what did we do we for? Naming that clip. Ah, oh, yeah, well, you know, you, you hear something. You, you right. just know. I you do like know. some Reverse Password. Yeah. I do like some Same Brain, too. <laughs> you know, you wonder why we got nominated for a nappy. That's why. Got nominated for a lot of nappies and lost all of them. It's okay. It's no. It's I haven't a, it's really been able to voice my frustrations on that yet on air. Fans, audience members, I'm a little disappointed in the lack of support this year. I feel like we. I mean, I'm making I'm making original songs. Did the winner? Did the people we lose to make that? No. Uh, you know, we have we we touch every generation of human on this show. 
through their ears. I was going to say Through their voices. <laughs> it sounds illegal, but okay. <laughs> but does anyone care? No. And did the guy who even won even have a radio show? <laughs> but hey, it's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> Someone in the app, y'all didn't win a nappy, but skunk those bums in hoops. Yeah, that's right, but we're all losers in the eyes of the land yap. You and I have a little bit different take on that. Why do you say that? You you think it's an honor just to be nominated? I find it more insulting to be nominated and not win. I am a little more... Um, calculating like to me it's not necessarily about whether i win as much as it is <laughs> oh i know where who you're loses yeah well see i really was wanting to make a fun video because you know every nappy winner has to make a video right i had the best plan for a video it was gonna be so good but no one will ever get to see it this year this year there's always next year. Mm. Am I going to coach speak? Yeah, I'm like, you going to play coach, the disrespect up, card? <laughs> like, Dude, we were so disrespected. It'll be the last time. <laughs> Our guys are focused. Actually, as as quickly as we kind of put, you put last year's video together when we won, it was one of the more popular videos that was displayed last year, right? See, and, and you see what I can come up with in like 30 minutes. I had this planned for months. Yeah. But you All see, I need to know is that we won, and then I was going to get everything in order, and we were going to—it was going to be—it was going to be like freaking Oppenheimer, man. But but here's the problem, though. Maybe you, maybe you hex the whole thing by just kind of preparing for the fact that we were going to win. Maybe maybe you need to be maybe oh, maybe no. don't, you don't look at the outcome, but maybe. You put all that energy into each step it takes to get that outcome. Don't look at the scoreboard, Nick. Play the game. Play the next play. I thought we improved from the previous year where we won, and that's why I was surprised that we lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an honor to be nominated. <sighs> so you'd rather win one than be nominated for five or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I feel like with our with our versatility, nominated for seven. Uh, but I feel like we we showed our versatility there, on how often we can lose. Yeah. So instead of being like second in points, third in rebounds, like third in assists, fourth in steals, you'd rather just have like the assist title. I don't want to say scoring title because that makes it too easy. Yeah. Because can you tell me who was third in rebounds last year? Nikola Jokic. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, and I honestly, maybe that's not a good example because I can't tell you who's first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll kind of reset. Okay, we need help with, so we've talked a lot about coaches. Jeremy Pruitt, looks like he's going to be coaching middle school basketball in PE. Would you want your kid playing for Jeremy Pruitt? And what's your worst or best PE story from back in the day? Stay with us, the opening kickoff. <laughs> Alright, 
732. It's a Friday, boys and girls. Give us a call, 694-1055. I want to let you know, coming up uh, in hour number three, kind of a cool story. Um, well, I thought it was anyway. So, Riley Leonard, who's a, who's a, uh, a friend of our station, obviously former Fairhope star, now plays uh, quarterback at Duke. He was at ACC uh, kickoff, I think is what they call it. Uh, essentially their media day. And so someone asked him about this bracelet that he had on. It, sim- it had two words. It simply said, you suck. And so they asked him about it. And uh, interestingly enough, his mom gave it to him. You know, good parenting? I don't know. Anyway, the point was he's had it for years, wears it all the time, and it became a thing because when he was younger and had some success, he was kind of he was kind of frustrated by all the positive reinforcement he was getting. He And he was kind of... I don't want to say he was complaining to his mom, but he was telling his mom he he needs some motivation. He needs people to tell him he sucks. And so his mom said, well, I can I can be that. I can do that. So from that point forward, before every game, or even as he put it, before he took the podium to talk to media, the gathered media, she would send him a message. You suck. Don't, don't suck at, at answering questions. So I thought that was a little bit of a unique spin, something you don't hear a whole lot about. So we're going to talk to... Heather Leonard coming up at eight o'clock and we will talk. We've had Riley in here a whole lot before. We're going to talk to his mom at eight o'clock. We'll also do our Mill Light golf report. Uh, you guys can jump in here at 694-1055. Uh, we've been talking about a number of things. Um, Sean Payton went scorched earth on uh, on last year's Denver team. Spent a lot of time talking about coaches. Uh, we also talked about our good buddy Biff over at Charlotte, the Charlotte 49ers. He was disrespected for only three questions and then doubled down on that. We'll have to replay some of that. And, of course, Jeremy Pruitt has landed a job as a middle school basketball coach and a uh, PE coach, which kind of sparked a couple. We, we, we have a couple of offshoot conversations here about your best or worst PE story because there's always a PE story. Um, Everyone has one. Yeah, uh, whether it's about going out there and getting the guy that runs you ragged or the things you can get away with in PE, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so you can share those with us. And, of course, Biff, we started talking about Biff. And how, how do you get the name Biff and nicknames? And we started talking about names that nicknames that you have that are kind of shortened versions of longer names but have no relation to that name. And the first one that came to mind was Richard and Dick. Like, how do you... How do you get one from the other? How do you get Bob from Robert, and why isn't it just Rob? I don't know, man. Uh, and so I need to talk to a, a Richard, or I need Richard to call, or I need Jim. Yeah, Jim and James is another one. I need a Robert to call, and do you want to be called Bob? How does that happen? That, to me, is just... Because you know, Bob will... Uh, undoubtedly turn into Bobby. You know, it's another confusing nickname. The Charlotte 49ers. Yeah. 49ers. Wasn't the gold rush in California on the West Coast? I don't know. Maybe the franchise got bought and relocated. (laughs) I don't know. So, okay, do you want to play some of the... You you, want to hear from Biff since we're talking about the Charlotte 49ers? We went down their schedule. They want... He's a first-year coach. Had won just three games the year before, and was complaining that the media was disrespecting them. 
because they were picked last in the conference. And my whole point is, like, well, where else do you want them to put you? You won three games last year. Do we have it? Take a listen to Biff at the podium. This was earlier this week. Any other questions for Coach? That's it? Three questions? Maybe right, that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. <laughs> so that that we, we get that message. Thank you. Yeah. He was not happy. I mean, I guess you could have thrown him an, another question. So he didn't. <laughs> I'd have been the guy. Like, hey, I got one more for you, man. I got one more for you. <laughs> Talk about that quarterback room, coach. Looks like it's really going to be improved. All right. So. Actually, that comment probably warrants, if there were any media types with some testicular fortitude there, assuming there were any in the audience, I might add, might have asked him, like, why are you so upset? Like, what would, where would you rank yourself, coach? That's a good question. Like, how do you, if you're a media guy, how do you respond to that? So, he doubled down on that because he was asked about it on a Series XM later that day on an interview. Listen to, uh, he goes one step further here. A really good football team of a bunch of guys that are really chippy and are great kids, but they are chippy and they are they have an edge and we are bad company on that football field. And I can't wait to start playing because I can tell you this: this will be the last time we ever come to this building and have and get the respect the disrespect that we've gotten since we've been there. You guys were picked last in the conference. Is that last. part of the disrespect? Yeah, last. You know, press conference, three questions. You know, hey, you guys suck. Let's get to the next guys. And and I would like to take whoever those writers were that 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 voted on that and hold them upside down by their ankles and smack their heads off the ground a couple of times because they don't know shit. We've got <laughs> <laughs> he really drove the point home there at the end. Yeah. But it's a great it's actually a great question. Coach, uh Markheim, W WNSPAL.com. Um, yeah. where where would where would you vote yourself? Where would you vote this team? Um not last. Uh coach, I got a follow up, Markheim, WNSP. Who would you vote last if if not Charlotte? That's a good question. In that, see, that would be even a better question, Coach. Who would you prefer to be ranked last? Yeah, yeah. If not you, who? Someone's got to be ranked Someone last. Someone has to be ranked last. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I gotta. I, I get the whole disrespect card seems to be a crutch. That's that's common fodder, especially this time of year. Right. You know, but come on, dude. That's like, you know, oh my you were, gosh. You won I, three games last year. Right. And you're in your in your new coach. No one knows anything about the team. All we're doing is going on last year's like it's not a stretch right. to be last. I mean, that's like being like, oh my gosh, how can you leave that guy out of your NBA top ten? I can only put ten <laughs> names. <laughs> so ridiculous. But but and this goes back to our earlier statement about you know, folks, there are certain guys that want to just talk to or hear about football. Give me the X's and O's. Give me the, the depth charts, blah, 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 blah. But what this guy did was make him and his program more interesting for sure. I mean, look, here we are talking about Biff and Charlotte. Right. Now, I'd be talking about 
I don't know. The disrespect thing bothers me more than anything. But his answer at the end of that second clip about bouncing those guys' heads off the mm -hmm. concrete is pretty good. That's pretty good stuff. But it also goes to show the interest in, in each league and how different it is. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to go back and see. But I'm pretty sure Clark Lee at Vanderbilt got more than three questions. I'll say and, this. And he's, he's picked I, last, right? At you know, at SEC media days, like when that kind of when the player from the lesser uh, publicized team would be up on that podium, that same room where we spoke to Nick Saban. Yeah. There would be like one question asked. They'd be looking around Then the moderator, the guy who tried to, to next question me, he would end up asking questions. And then after, like, five questions, they'd just send them on their way. Mm. There was a couple players where you could just tell, like, everyone in that room just didn't have anything so, to ask. But were those guys ticked off? Were they disappointed that they didn't get more questions? No, the, the players weren't really showing that. You because know, they were trying to be grateful and graceful. Right, but they've all then they're also hitting Radio Row, and they're also hitting some other. So it, it may not really kind of be the same. Yeah. So let me ask you this about your question, because uh, cause when you ask Saban about the the playlist, mm -hmm. you can hear the the little guy with the mic saying next question. Who was that, and was he? That was the moderator. But he wasn't. He was the SEC moderator. Yeah. He wasn't like SID Alabama Correct. SID. So was he trying to protect Saban from what he thought maybe might have been an embarrassing moment? Did the did the guy not like the question, or? I think that he was trying to – and here's my issue, man. You'd have people ask the player, hey, man, uh, who's got more swag, you or your teammates you came with? Or they'd ask another coach, like, man, where you get that jacket from? But God forbid you ask a question like that to the almighty, holy Nick Saban, Okay. And so here I am. There have been no – when Lane Kiffin came in the next day, the dude's question was, hey, my mom says I look – that's not a question. Right. That's a statement. And by the way, dude did not look like Kiffin. No, he didn't. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what was it? Hey, uh, Coach Saban, you and I have the fr uh, same first name. No. I asked a question that wasn't even that difficult. Give me an answer. And they felt the need to protect Nick Saban and his aura from that type of questioning? Right. I thought that was a little ridiculous. Uh, and again, it's another example, though, of how different things are, right? What, are, what, were the, like, what were the things that people talked most about from SEC Media Days? Saban's playlist, cake, uh, Lane Kiffin looking like a reporter, um, now, there was some, to be fair, there were some football-related things, but the things I just cited were just as popular. So Lane goes off on NIL, right? Everybody talked about the difference between Jimbo and, like, Hugh Freeze um, handling the OC question. Uh, and obviously, J.C. Latham was a huge story because of some of the way he came at everybody talking about he, they're going to be more physical, they were going to dominate, they're going to win, right? That, but... I would argue that type of statement is more like Biff and more like what the things we're talking about than the actual X's and O's, right? 
how how many how many stories through SEC media days went viral about coaches breaking down quarterback rooms or or how tough the defense is because or the coaches like, aren't going to give you the information you want they're not going to give you any big breaking story it's going to be the same thing that they've been saying they know how to play the media they know how to answer the questions exactly how they're prepped to about these football related topics but i can guarantee you they weren't prepping Nick Saban on, hey, if you're asked about your favorite song, say this. If you're asked about your favorite movie, this is what we're going to go with. Yeah. Or, you know, your favorite cake or VR or whatever. Um, um, but but <laughs> I don't know. I'm laughing because in the end. Oh, what's it say? <laughs> Quote, are you and Miss Terry Swingers? Triple G. That would be, he would ask that. He's got a little confidence now. Because he admits, like, you admitted, like, when, when, when he didn't get it the first time, you got a little nervous. My stomach did drop out my ass a little bit. Like, I was like, oh, God, this is how. Because I knew no matter what, the clip was going to have some type of legs. It definitely got way more viral than I was expecting. But I knew, like, no matter what, this is going to have legs. Now, is the legs only going to be, oh, <laughs> like, Nick Saban ignores idiot reporter? Or was there going to be something else to it? So when he was like. I don't understand what you're asking me. I was like, oh, God. And then, like, the, the, the girl's, like, reaching for the microphone out of my hand. I'm, like, gripping onto it. And then I had the other guy say a next question. And I'm like, no, nah, uh, what I'm trying to say is. Uh... And then he did end up answering a very long answer, actually. But, man, just forget all these formalities, man. Let's have fun. Everyone else is having fun. Is Nick Saban not entitled to have a little fun? I think he is. I would bet if you were to find Nick Saban. And say, Nick Saban, what's your favorite question from SEC Media Days? I bet it was mine. Because I bet mine's the only one he remembers. You know, it's fun to... to it, do you guys hear, like, the inflection in, <laughs> in his voice? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I about. I bet it was. I bet it was. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, so you guys can jump in on whatever we're talking about here. Someone had a good question. So I asked, would you want your kid to play for Jeremy Pruitt? On the middle school basketball yeah. team. And I got a question in the app. What is the downside of playing for Pruitt in middle school? Mm, I don't know. Mark, what do you think it would be? You coach young kids in basketball. As Lee always starts, you're a coach. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I've okay. got this multi-year contract and <laughs> right. uh, I got an answer to the GM. Um it's been my experience, and this might be an overgeneralization. Uh, I mean, if you if you want a serious answer. Uh, um, it's an overgeneralization. I'm painting with a broad brush here, but typically your football guys um, are not quote-unquote basketball coaches. Yeah, that's like big. usually they, they stash. They're, they're trying to throw those assistants. Back in the day, they were throwing the assistant football coaches a little extra money so they yes. would go coach yes. the middle school team. Right. And, and, and they're – in their running basketball practice like football practice. What would you say when it comes to coaching middle-aged school kids in basketball? Middle school kids. Yeah, thanks. Or the, I, I don't think there are any 45-year-old fifth graders out there. <laughs> Except for that kid that's on my phone. <laughs> yeah, the kid that's shaving. Um, what would you say that you're better at than him? At Jeremy Pruitt? Yeah. As far as basketball coaching? Yes. Um communicating with the parents and running actual basketball sets defensive rotations press press breakers inbounds plays 
I, I could I could feel pretty certain that uh, I I could I could compete evenly if not better at, at at coaching middle school basketball than him. I've certainly had more experience. I mean, that's a game I'd like to watch. Me versus Pruitt. Yeah. Now, it's like anything else. It's not the X's and O's. It's the Jimmy and the Joes, right? Now, don't be backing up on your statement here. Could I do? Well, the question is, who could do more with less? That might be a better way of putting it. And I think that's a that's actually a great question when you talk about who's the greatest coach of all time, and who's who's a better coach than the other one. And it's as in any sport: college football, NFL, kid sports. Who can do more with less? Eric Spolstra. Why is it always about the NBA with you? Because that's what I'm most versed in and knowledgeable of. You got to get out of your comfort zone, man. I do, but I can't speak on it definitively. I like to be pretty definitive and uh, kind of hot takey with my statements, but everything I say is backed by science. <laughs> Eric Spolstra, man, yeah, that, after Wade left and he had like Bam, uh, not Bam Adebayo, Hassan Whiteside and Goran Dragic, they were still making the playoffs. Yeah, that that whole alien conversation we had yesterday really, really backed by science. Everything. <laughs> Uh, for those that missed it, we got to take. Let's do this. Let's take a break. We got to take a break. Nick and I'll just continue to roll on here. We'll talk through the break, and when we come back, it'll just be like mid conversation. Yeah, like we never stop talking. All right, we're wrapping up hour number two next. Uh, coming up in um, at uh, eight o'clock, the mother of uh, Riley Leonard. That's right, Heather Leonard's going to join us. Really cool story out of that. And uh, John Ricchetti will do the Middle Light Golf Report in hour number three as well. We want to hear from you, 694-1055, a leadless edition as we wrap up hour number two next. Stay with us. Hey, this is Julian Zeus McClurkin with the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, and my favorite station is WNSP Sports Radio 105.5 FM. At 7.53, welcome back in. It's the uh, opening kickoff. This segment brought to you by USA Athletics. Remind you, reminding you to get your tickets for the season opener. Go to usajaguars.com backslash tickets for more information. All right, you guys can jump in. 694-1055. And, of course, continue with your comments in the app at wnsp.com. Lee will rejoin the uh, show on Tuesday. Uh, I want to make sure you and yours have a happy and safe weekend, but we got plenty left here. Uh, you guys can jump in uh, here at uh, in the app. I'm assuming this is in response to what it is that I do better than Jeremy Pruitt. The one of the answers was I would bag lunches for all the kids better. I think that was directed at me. Very little context there. Is that a compliment? I, I don't think so. I think that's basically insinuating that I wouldn't be able to. Oh. Or maybe he's saying I couldn't compliment on your organizational skills. Yeah, I could provide the after the after game snacks. What are you packing in a, in a? You for some reason you have to go. You have to go to school today. Yeah. What are you packing in your lunch? Well, I'll probably. Uh, here's what I used to pack. Like when I used to go to school, like back in the day, it was a sandwich, chips. What kind uh, of sandwich? Usually a turkey sandwich. Cheese. Yes. American cheese? Yes. Like a craft single? Yes. 
Mayonnaise? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Where are the bodies? (laughs) Now, now back in the day. Now, today, uh, you know, knowing what I know now, I might throw a little something, something, you know, I might do a little, you know, a little bacon on top. Okay. You know, I might, I might be prepared, right? But too much bacon makes everything better. Yeah, but you're just doing too much. It's It's a school lunch. Ain't no kid. Unwrapping their sandwich. Well, you're asking me as an adult. Bacon on it. Right. Uh, and then I, my go-to more times than not was a fudge round. I like a fudge round. Fudge round by far is the best My backup snack. question to Nick was going to be referring to Little Debbie snack cakes. And I myself am a fudge round man. I See, we finally agree on something. Um, but I don't think – I haven't had one in years. And I'm sure if I ate one, I would probably hate it. Here's my problem with the fudge round. No, you wouldn't. Trust me, you wouldn't. But here's uh, fudge rounds are, are, are forever. Here's my problem with fudge round though. You have to get the original size that are too small. They're too small. You know those? They do the big fudge rounds, like the monster fudge rounds now. No. But the proportions are off, and they're not as good. Okay. Just a tip. The question I would have you ask Nick Saban though, when you talk about Little Debbie, is not whether or not it, it would be about oatmeal pie ice cream. Has he had it? Would he be willing to try it? And then if he said yes, you pull it out of the old like portable fridge right there, and you. Oh, I have it with me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually haven't tried that yet. Well, here you go, Coach David. Hey, will you pa- will you pass that up? Yeah, pass front, that up. Would would that not be must see? Like talk about viral video. Saban tries oatmeal cream Look, ice I, cream. I like that idea, man. We, we think similarly in terms of uh, producing viral content. From events like this, I guess. But but you see, here's like that. here's my only problem though. Are you, did you ask that question simply to go viral? Was like that the goal? The goal was um, the goal was to ask Nick Saban a question different from every other question he was getting that day. Okay, then I'm I'm good with it. See, I, where I have goal. the problem, and it you. It is the guys that try to get noticed and they want they want something in return for that. So like there used to be guys that used to cover Saban early in his career that used to try to aggravate him on purpose just to get a, a response. Like, yeah. see, I'm not down with that. If if he gives an aggravated response to a question, then so be it. But don't try to don't try to agitate him for the for the purpose of getting some sort of viral. Be reaction. genuine. You can see through it. Yeah. Uh, all right, you guys can uh jump in in hour number three as well. We talked about Sean Payton. Sean Payton went scorched earth yesterday on the previous coaching regime, and you're good with it. Yeah, man. I like a coach that's not afraid of a little smack talk, man. And the Broncos were horrible last year. Russell Wilson was horrible last year. And Sean Payton's saying, hey, look, it's not these guys. It was It was the coaching staff. And we're going to do things way better. I mean, talk that talk. That's going to empower your players. They're like, yeah, you know what, coach? You're right. It was that other guy, not us. I like it. Good move. And good for Broncos fans because now they're like, yeah, you're right. It was all that other guy. We're going to be great this year. Give people hope. He said Nathaniel Hackett and his staff, one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. Yeah, I'm not sure you can walk that back. Just nuts. 
But he also mentioned that he, he, he'd be surprised if this is not a, a, a playoff team. But it's not, you know. Tough division. All right. What's, what's more likely? Broncos go to the playoffs or our buddy Biff over at Charlotte wins more than three games? Man, those have to... Oh, that's tough. Yeah. The randomest bet of all time, but <laughs> a tough one at that. I'd probably side with Sean Payton and the Broncos. Part of me hopes Biff loses a bunch of games now based Man, on his comments. I hope Biff wins eight games. No. That next year's conference is going to be crazy. No, I want <laughs> I want him to lose two or three games, get picked last next year, and I want someone to call him on his comments from the year before, this year. Yeah, Absolutely. When they rank him last again. Do yeah. you still take it as disrespect, coach? Nah, it's, it's just we call it Tuesday around here. <laughs> This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, 8.04. Welcome back in. Hour number three. It's the... Uh Opening kickoff. Thanks for making us part of your morning. Uh, Lee will be back uh, with us on mm, Tuesday, actually, as it were. A couple headlines for you. Joe Burrow, a little scare there, was carted off the field. Uh, Yesterday for the Cincinnati Bengals, Coach Zach Taylor said it was a calf injury, but a scary moment there. It seems like everything's going to be all right. Uh, It's official Colorado is going to make the move from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. Uh, Meanwhile, the ACC is saying, uh, hey, we're looking to expand. Speaking of the ACC, uh, a good friend of ours, Riley Leonard, the Duke quarterback, uh, he was at ACC kickoff, their media day, had an interesting story to tell. So we thought we'd get the gist, the origin story, if you will. We're going to talk to Heather Leonard, Riley's mom now, who joins us here on WNSP. Good morning, Ms. Leonard. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing great. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I have a... uh, a question. How many moms do you know tell their kids on a regular basis they suck? <laughs> hopefully not a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully not a lot to mean it, but joking around, um, I don't know anybody, actually. Yeah, so it, it was a kind of a, a little bit of a different story. Riley was asked about the bracelet that he wears. Tell us uh, at least your version of how this kind of came about, and it, and it really became a, 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 a consistent thing between the two of you. It did. Um, I think it was in high school. You know, he used to leave for his games before we would go. So he'd leave, you know, and I'd be, I'd be at the house. And, he'd, you know, usually I'd be like, you know, good luck. You're going to do great. Uh, and one night he just turned to me and he was like, please don't tell me that. And so I was like, okay. So I was like, well, you suck. You know, <laughs> don't go out there and humiliate the family. And and he left and he was kind of like, okay, this is kind of good. You know, keep it up. So it's just something that we started to do. And, it, and and you and you still do it today, right? Like he said, he got a text from you the day before ACC kickoff. I do, I do. I texted him the night before, and I just said, you know, don't suck at your interviews. And so, you know, I try to, you know, when we talk, to remember to do it because um, it just gives them that little bit of, um, you know, everybody is they're out there patting their back and saying, you know, you're great, and um, you know, boosting them up. And so, he likes to have a little edge. He likes being that underdog. Yeah. He always has. Um, so it's you know just my way of kind of. 
trying to motivate them. What's it been like? Uh, give us your perspective. What's it been like for you watching? We watched Riley Leonard, and we're kind of in awe of all the things that he was able to do on the field here in Fairhope, on the basketball court mm-hmm. at Fairhope. Um, but it's it's got to be different watching your son do the things that we're talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, what, what's been that? What's been the ride like for you? I mean, it's been pretty overwhelming, you know, to start. Um, his recruiting was during COVID, so that was really overwhelming. You know, we were on Zoom calls all day, every day. I'm a teacher, so I was trying to teach online and then jump on his Zoom calls. And, um, and I mean, but just for him, you know, th- that was just really hard. We couldn't go on any official visits. So, he, you know, we were looking at the school through Zoom videos that they would send us. Um and that was just really hard. And then, you know, just being at the games, you know, I'm watching him during every play, and, you know, you see him get tackled or, uh, you know, whatever's going on on the, on the field, and I'm not even watching all the other actions. So it's it's been overwhelming, but I love it. You know, that's kind of like my happy place is being there watching him, and yeah. I love going to all the games and, you know, just being there to support him. Was there ever a point in his uh, career – as a young kid, maybe in high school, maybe even before that, you thought to yourself, you know what, uh, he he might be able to continue to do this on the next level. <laughs> you know, people said that kind of stuff when he was younger. And, you know, when you're so close, you think, oh, you know what, he's a, he's, he's a good athlete, you know, but all these other kids are good athletes too, and there's always somebody, you know, that they're talking about. So I think being so close, I've never been one to kind of count my chickens, be- you know, before either. You know, I always kind of just watch and, take it in for what's going on at that minute um it's game by game but um you know he's just he works so hard he has always worked so hard he goes to every practice he's there early so for me it wasn't ever like the possible the possibility was always there but i took it with a grain of salt until it happened yeah uh heather leonard riley leonard's mother joins us here on wnsp um what did you prefer just between us? Nobody's listening anyway. Mm-hmm. No, I'm teasing. Okay. What, uh, would, would you have rather him see play football, basketball? Did you have a Did you have a preference? Oh gosh, you know basketball's nice. It's temperature controlled, so you don't have to worry <laughs> about the freezing or the rain, and you know, and so that's always nice. Um, there's a lot more games of that, so that's fun too. I, you know, I just wanted him to be happy. He's, you know, he was happy doing all of it. I kind of always thought, you know, especially as he got older in high school, that he would choose football. But it was always up to him. Everything was always his decision where he went and what he played. But, um, no. And I love football, so it's, that's, it's been really fun. What's it, what, what's it been like to be the mom of the quarterback? I got to believe that the the <laughs> fan base, you probably overhear things you probably would rather uh-huh. not hear. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, I think people probably also knew who you were, so they were probably a little bit more careful. Did, it, was that a, <laughs> yeah. was that a problem? Is that a thing? Um, it, it always, I think, and that's in every sport, you know. And we all do it just naturally, like, oh my gosh, what a horrible throw! Yeah. You know, I think that's just a normal reaction to to people doing things. Um, you know, in high school, we definitely heard it a lot. You know, because there's a you could hear better. Where we are at Duke, the parents that we usually sit in the parents section. They are the most amazing people, and I wasn't expecting that to go to Duke and be in college and, and meet these parents. That we were going to be so involved with them and get to be such good friends with them. Um, so that's been so huge. And you know, usually, you know, when there's a bad throw, you know, you kind of look around, people are grimacing, but they're so supportive of him at Duke that um, 
like, it's okay, you rally, you know, get back in there. So people are pretty cautious, but you're going to hear it, and I know I'm going to hear it. So, you know, I just take that and yeah, don't let it bother me too much. Well, you know, Riley has always been great with his time with us, and I'm sure we talked a little bit about it yesterday. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you the same thing I told you yesterday and the same thing I've said on this air. I've interviewed a number mm-hmm. of high school kids uh, throughout my career. Uh, there has never been a more impressive young man at, at that age than, than Riley Leonard, and, and I say that with all sincerity. Um, Thank you. I'm assuming you get that a lot, though. He's, he's just an impressive young man. <laughs> we do. We, you know, we you know, all of his life. And like, unfortunately for all of our boys, we've heard, you know, just compliments from their teachers, their coaches, um, friends, friends, parents, you know, just really complimentary things. So that's important to us. You know, his character is more important than, you know, what he does on the field. So, you know, every story is, is, is a blessing to hear. So, you know, I love hearing it. Um, it never gets old. Um, so yeah, we're really proud of, of who he is and what he's done. All right. So, uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. other boys. So, uh, do, do any of the other guys have bracelets? not have any customized bracelets that I've made. Um, probably should now. I don't know what I'd put on it. Uh, right. I did think about it because, you know, having three boys, you know, you think of Christmas presents. What am I going to get? And, you right. know, when they were little, you just get three of things because sure. they, they all want it. Um, and I thought about this Christmas. Um, and that was when I got them the bracelet. I was like, what am I going to get for them? You know, what do you get? A 19-year-old boy, or 20, I guess he was at the time, 20-year-old boy, you know, for Christmas. And so I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get him something you know, personalized for me. Um, no, they do not, but maybe I'll come up with a phrase for them. Yeah. I, I was thinking with the whole NIL thing, you could be sitting outside the stadium before games just selling you suck bracelets. I think they would probably yeah. go pretty viral. Yeah, I'll be happy to stand outside and just tell everybody you suck as they walk by. Yeah. how well that'll go. Uh, okay, before I let you go, how crazy, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen them. So here's Riley Leonard, quarterback Fairhope. He's going to Duke. Now we start, now people are talking about potential Heisman dark horse. How crazy is that? It, that it's so crazy that I, that's one of those things, too. It's such a compliment, you know, to, to be told that at all and to be mentioned with those other players. But at the same time, it's like, you know, every game this year is important. Um, and I just want him to stay focused, too. It's like, don't you can't worry about the hype. You can't worry about all that. You just got to get in there and play one game at a time, one play at a time. And then um, whatever happens, happens is, is phenomenal. It's, it's absolutely crazy to hear, though. Yeah. Those words um, come out of anybody's mouth. Do you, do, you go to, do you go to all the games or do you just go to a handful? Like, what's the schedule this year? No, we were to every game. We went to every game last year. We're planning to go to every game this year. We're working on plane tickets. It's not um, cheap. It's not easy, but but it's you know it's something that I would never pass up. You know, it's a short time period that you know he's in college playing, sure. so we don't want to miss anything. You know, it's the same as you know youth football. It's like you don't want to miss you don't want to miss anything. You know, right. these are times we don't get back. Well, I can't thank you enough for for spending a little time with us. It was it was really a kind of a cool story, and uh, we wish uh, we wish him the best this upcoming season. Please uh, send our regards to Riley and have a great weekend. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Thank you. You too. Okay. okay. Thanks. That's uh, Heather Leonard, Riley Leonard's mother. You can uh, read about the bracelet and all that kind of stuff on AL.com. It's out on a couple other places as well. Uh, really a cool story, uh, and a great kid. Uh, you won't find one uh, much better than Riley Leonard for sure. Uh, in the app, listen to Riley on the ACC kickoff. He seems like a really smart kid, obviously, at Duke, but he did really well. Yeah, he's uh, he's fantastic. When he comes in studio, he's always been great. Mature beyond his years. 
which is more than I can say for Mark Heim and Nick Wiggins, the guys doing the show here today. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Someone apparently didn't like your question to Nick Saban in the app. Hey, Triple G, when was the last time you saw Coach Saban wear earbuds on the field before a game? Never. But I can guarantee you if he did, Triple G would be the first guy to ask him about it when he gets first chance. All right, we come back. Uh, John Ricchetti, Millite Golf Report. Stay with us. Hey, this is Buggins Blakes from the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters, and you're listening to WNSP in Mobile. Welcome back in. It's time for the Millite Golf Report. John Ricchetti joins us here on WNSP. Happy Friday, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy Friday to you, Mark. It's uh, gorgeous. Looks like to be another a gorgeous day here on the Gulf Coast. And hopefully we get some folks to get out there and uh, play some golf maybe this afternoon. And uh, speaking of gorgeous weather, they got some good weather, obviously, in Minnesota, where the PGA Tour is. In Minneapolis, that's a 3M Challenge uh, championship, and I can report that uh, Kevin Schulman is on the course. He is tied to the lead at eight under par, along with former Alabama player Lee Hodges at eight under par. Mobile's Robbie Shelton struggled yesterday, three over par, 74 yesterday. He's going to have to play some really, really good golf today if he's going to make the cut this weekend, which is going to be a low one. So. So we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, Brent Schnedeker playing real well, too. Opened up with a 7-under par, 64 in round one, where scoring is a premium. A lot of low scores in round one. I know they didn't finish. They had to get out there this morning and finish up their round from yesterday. Also, the senior British Open, Miguel Jimenez, is at 5-under par at the senior British Open. He is leading that event as we speak. On a local note, couple local things. Congratulations to McGill Tulin's Michael Crocker for winning the Alabama State Junior Boys Championship in Scottsboro, Alabama this this past week yesterday. It ended up at 12 under par, so congratulations to the rising senior Michael Crocker for winning the state championship. And another note, former St. Luke standout played uh, Huntington All-American Drew Mathers winning the Alabama the Alabama State Open Championship in Prattville this past week. So there's a couple of local kids doing extremely well uh, in golf. So it should be all that's about it. And hopefully uh, folks get a good weekend and get some chance to play some golf this weekend. Hey man, I appreciate it. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you on uh, talk to you on Monday. All right, Mark. Have a great weekend, guys. Yep. So, guys, I, I need your advice. Speaking of golf, so uh, this weekend I got to run up to Birmingham. So we're going to take advantage. I got a couple of hours there to kill. I'm I'm hitting Top Golf for the first time. I know there's one. I know there's one uh, going in here. It's going to be ready pretty soon. But any tips from anybody that's been out to Top Golf? What should I expect? Have you done a Top Golf yet? I've never hit a golf ball with a golf club with any power. That was incredibly specific. So have you hit a golf ball with something other than a golf club? Yeah, but not with any power. I've played putt-putt before. 
Okay. But you're not, you know, you're not ripping golf balls, right. you know, at the mini golf course. So I don't even know. Um, I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about Top yeah, Golf. Same. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it, actually. I would love to try it sometime, but I don't even. I mean, you've played golf before, right? Yes. You any good? No. Like, like horrible. Like you're horrible. Uh, I mean, I haven't played a round of golf in years. I used to play quite frequently, but I was never any good. Like I'm talking. Uh, my standard rule. I have two standard rules. Uh, pick up and move on. Uh, once you get to three over and my only goal from a performance standpoint is I got to see the pin for par. I got, I got to be one shot from the, the hole, you know, to make par. Now that shot could be 200 yards away as long as I could see it. All I'm saying is, all right, so we got a caller on the line joining us here on the opening kickoff. Go ahead, caller. What's up? Hey, I, was, I just heard y'all subject about top golf. I was going to tell you when you go play, the best thing to do is do the longest yard. Don't do it off of the target. They have, they have different game modes that you can pick. You can play off the targets, but it's easier to play if you do the longest yard. I think me and my friends seem to have more fun because they give you points for each yard that you drive. And I use a driver for most of the time. I don't ever use the pitching wedge unless I'm playing a different game. All right, so how I mean, far did you hit it? I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta need a challenge. I need to, I need to hit it further than you. How far did you hit it? Oh, well, I hit the back of the net. So good luck. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, I hit the back of the net one time, so it's pretty, pretty interesting. But like I said, it's always good to play different game modes. But if you want to be competitive, it's better to do the point system instead of the uh, other games they have. Gotcha. You all know, right, man. Here's something to think about too. Me and my buddies, we did a rapid thing where you get 20 strokes, but you don't, don't watch where you hit it. You just swipe the club in front of the thing, let the ball fall out, set it, hit, do the same thing, keep going. And just let your points tally up, and then see who has the most points at the end. It's pretty fun. A rapid yeah. fire. All right, yeah. good we, stuff, man. We Thank did you. twenty balls back in Texas, and I think like they were looking at us like we were crazy, but it was a fun time for everybody, and we had a great time. So. All right, man. Have a good weekend. Thanks for the call. All right, you too. Yep. Just, just like grip it and rip it. Um, we're talking about golf clubs. Nick's got this huge smile on his face. <laughs> Um. See, I feel like if I was to really try and hit a golf ball like that, I'd pull something, um, or I would just miss the ball completely, and do like the equivalent of like a Charlie Brown kick, but with a golf club. the The most in, you want the most embarrassing moment I ever had playing golf. This is a true story. Years ago, my uh. Prior to being married, my father-in-law and I went and played golf at Kiva Dunes. And we're simply at this point recreational golfers. Like we're going out every, you know, we're not going out every week. We're going out maybe twice a year. So we went and played Kiva Dunes. They put you in a foursome, which I hate, by the way, because I don't like playing with people I don't know. Right. And so we're, so that's all already an issue. It's a dad and his young kid. Oh, both no. Both ripped it. Like, kid gets up. Dad gets up there and rips it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Here we go. Kid gets up there. While kid's up there, dad pulls out a video uh, camera. Back in the day when people used video cameras. Was videoing for his form. Dude rips it. I get off. <laughs> you know, you're at the start, right? Slowly and the, and, and closes a, the video. And there's a there's a starter on the first tee, right? Yeah. So 
I get up there. They're all kind of watching. No lie. Completely whipped. <laughs> completely whipped. Second, then I go and I, I hit it. Uh, and it, was, it, it wasn't a great shot. My father-in-law gets up there, tops it, and it rolls off into like the woods. Uh, about halfway through the round, dude, Marshall came over and said, yeah, we're going to let these guys go ahead. And uh, so we wound up splitting the foursome. But just brutal, dude. Just brutal. It was like Happy Gilmore, dude, sitting at the first tee yeah. and just whiffing. Just brutal. See, I just I don't think I could handle that embarrassment. Yeah. That's why I stick to hoops. Do what you're good at. Tennis. I'll play a guy in a round of tennis if he wants. Yeah. Don't don't get embarrassed. Do the embarrassing. Exactly. Play hoops against the afternoon guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that that was uh but someone said Top Golf is a blast you'll enjoy. Um Someone in the app said, same here, Nick, never played a game of golf. See, golf is what's crazy about golf, though, and I've said this about golf. You can hit 100 bad shots, but, dude, it is awesome when you get that one sweet swing and that ball flies and goes. It is awesome. See, I think growing up, um, I just didn't have the financial means to play golf. It's an expensive sport to get into. It is. Basketball, you just need a ball. Well, a hoop helps, but yes. Now you can find one. Yeah. They don't just have golf courses set up with clubs. You could probably rent some, but that costs money. See, back to the money problem. Yeah. It's all, everything revolves around the almighty dollar. Yep. All right, the opening kickoff. Two segments left of the week. Hang with us. 694-1055. This segment brought to you by Dixie Supply. They have you covered. Dixie Building Supply manufactures a variety of metal roofing systems to meet your needs. Whether you're putting a new roof on your home or sheeting a commercial building, they've got you covered. Dixie Supply. All right, you guys uh, can get in on the action 694-1055. So what sport What sport have you guys never played? So Nick, Nick's never had played a round of golf. Um, I've never played, well, that's not true. I've kind of played some, I've never really played pickleball on a, on a legit pickleball like court. I've hit the paddle a couple times, the ball, whatever, with some younger kids, uh, recently, but I've never actually done that. Um, I would say I've never done a lot of the activities that are involved in track. Never done a shot put. Um... Never done a long jump into the sand. You've never done that? No. Just like... Hmm. Now, the landing looks painful. I've never done javelin. Yeah, no. I refuse to try to hurdle because it just looks so painful when you hit the hurdle. And I've never tried the pole vault because that looks just... Yeah, never that, that's gonna go. That's going to go the... That's going to go a horrible way for me. Never hopped on a horse and jousted. Is that a sport? Is that a thing? Jousting? Sport? Yeah. It's... It was probably the most popular sport at one 
time right in our i country. mean you know i saw heath ledger do it too <laughs> uh, i'm just saying uh you don't see a whole lot of that anymore now would I've you boxed play- have you boxed anyone before just my brother after watching like rocky movies back in the day we'd have our boxing gloves at the house but okay. no not really like i've never gotten in a ring and you know ding ding well yeah obviously but but y'all were were y'all actually going for no, a knockout no no we were uh we were looking to kind of make contact we weren't we weren't like trying to slug each other um i think life would be very different today if we were if we had so what have you guys like never done that's a little surprising that nick's never played golf but he's not alone i mean it it's the problem with golf is it's a commitment man that's an all-day thing that's like three plus hours going out there and doing your thing Uh, A couple news and notes real quick. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the hour, but worth repeating for those that just joined us. I think Joe Burrow is going to be okay. Carted off the field. Uh, Interesting timing for that, right? Because he's still waiting on that new contract. But uh, it appeared it was a non-contact calf injury, but he had to be carted off. So that was some scary stuff. Um, And, of course, Colorado uh, leaving its official, leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12. Can we officially call the Pac-12 dead, by the way? Who's all in there still? That's a great question. Um, USC, UCLA. No. Aren't they? Aren't they headed to the Big Ten? Has that happened yet? Uh, let's let's just uh, uh, assume at this point it's it's a done deal. They're gone. Now, when this stuff happens, this is for all sports, right? Yes. I mean, the Pac-12, but you see, here's the thing that's interesting about this, because I, I, we left the Big 12 for dead not that long ago, and so now they've got a little bit of a pulse, and the Pac-12 just seems like it's a shell of itself now. No, no media rights deal is done. I think losing Colorado only hurts it. It certainly doesn't help it, and the ACC's looking to expand. There's even rumor and speculation about Florida State to the Big 10. Like, what... How crazy. I think we're getting to a point where, like, the power Pac 12 might be classified as a power five, but I don't know how, in anybody's mind, they view that as a power five conference anymore. I don't know, man. And if you're saying Florida State's potentially going to join the Big Ten, do we just not care about where these schools are located anymore? Geographically? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's out the window. Uh-huh. It's all about footprint now. In those TV markets and, you know, stuff. What happened to the game I love? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You want to hear another funny P.E. story? Oh, yeah. So we were talking about (laughs) best and worst P.E. stories because of, you know, Jeremy Pruitt. We started talking about middle school. And, you know, on this show, one thing leads to another. And so P.E. stories have become a thing. All right. Well, here's one from... Eighth grade PE. It was like toward the end of the year where there's not a lot of structure and the gym was packed. I mean, I don't know how many people were in my PE class, probably about 100. And, you know, we had like half of the class was on one side of the gym. We were on the other side of the gym and we were just throwing a tennis ball back and forth. You know, it doesn't take much to entertain kids back back yeah. then, I feel. <laughs> So we're just seeing, you know, who can throw the tennis ball the farthest, all that. And, you know, 
you're fighting with a crowd of 50 people to get that tennis ball whenever it's coming by to catch it or pick it up off the ground if it bounces. I finally got the tennis ball, Ooh, right? Yeah. I'm like, a, man, you got to you got to make it count when you finally get that <laughs> throw in, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, here we go. And I launched that thing. I'm like, man, that might be the best throw I've ever thrown. But right as I throw it, there's a guy walking into the gym. You plugged him in the head? Bro, beamed him in the side of the face. Bah! And the whole crowd went, like, silent. Everyone in the gym class. Because this was, like, not a guy you wanted to peg in the head with a tennis ball. Uh-oh. And immediately, dude just started seeing red. And he, like, threw his backpack <laughs> off. And he, like, was looking. And he's like, who just threw that? And everyone's, like, pointing at me. And he starts, like, charging at me. And so then everyone that's around me is looking like, okay, Nick, what are you about to do? And remi now, remind you from our past story, I was a really small ninth grader. I was yeah. even smaller in eighth grade. And this, is, and this guy probably had a little bit of a mustache. He probably didn't have the full goatee like the other guy. Right. Dude starts charging at me. I'm like, oh, man, if anything happens here, I'm probably going to get hospitalized. Just by the way, this guy's looking at me. But, you know, the crowd, the energy. I was like, man, this guy's charging at me. I'm just going to believe that someone is going to step in before we meet in the middle of the gym. So I throw my backpack off, you know, to look cool. And I start charging at him as he's charging at me. And we're both running at each other. I'm like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Someone please come in and stop this. And right before we met each other, they all started grabbing him. And then at that point, you're like, holy back, holy yeah, back. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, you know. That dude knew it wasn't intentional. That's but what he's, I'm saying. But he's embarrassed. He has to save face. And so he looked at you as a, an opportunity to kind of change the narrative. There. Right. He probably yeah. was like, oh, that's the kid that threw it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get his ass. Yeah. Uh, there was a kid in elementary school, I remember. Th they got into it. And this kid, uh, this they they were getting ready to fight. Dude was facing a guy twice his size. This dude, this kid was huge, and he was pissed. Like, dude was red, right? And so kid grabbed a baseball. Like, it was the only thing he could find as, like, a weapon and threatened to, like, throw it at Dude chunked it right at his head. There was, like, this red mark right on the side of his head. Jeez. And, but dude was so enraged, he went, ch he, he went and chased him down. They had to be broken up, but I'm like... Is that like attempted murder? I don't. I, today it is for sure. For today, yeah, definitely. Man. And then there was the other time. It was an after-school thing where two guys, a guy was running away from a, a guy that was older than him, and so he freaked out and he picked up this big piece of wood, like it was like a big flat piece of mm -hmm. um, um, plywood or something. Yeah, yeah, and just. He just he just raised it was like WWE man he put it over his head and he just slammed it on the dude's back man see the kids at your school they were using like weapons <laughs> yeah. they were equipping random items dude you me. don't you don't you don't mess with private school kids in 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 the Big Easy now shoot see we were at public school we couldn't afford items we just had to use <laughs> what we had on us yeah um I do miss watching a good fight every now and then yeah I'm not gonna lie like. Whenever all of a sudden you just see a big crowd of people start swarming into the corner of the cafeteria, and you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, it's, it's on. What now? Uh, in the app, you guys, we did jousting, too. We would get two guys on bikes. We would just get three-foot wooden yardsticks and charge each other. You learn real quick to protect your ribs. That is amazing. Um, 
And then uh, we used to box in eighth grade. We would film it and go inside to watch. It was hilarious. Yeah, Actually, that's what we would do. when I was in college my freshman year, uh, old, you know, traditional dorms where there was the, you know, communal communal bathrooms in the middle of the, the floor, right? And everybody had to go in there. Well, there was also some empty rooms you could study or hang out in or whatever. Well, one of my uh, – I, I went to – high school and then college with a guy who was literally he played d-line he was like 6'2 uh 220 a uh, good athlete walked on play, uh, ran some track at alabama or whatever anyway it was late you know how y'all in the dorm room it's late nobody's doing any work y'all are just hanging out so we started talking about boxing he had boxing gloves we had two sets of boxing gloves and so we started talking smack whatever we literally it was it was after midnight we got in in that middle room and we started boxing but I was doing more running. Like, I was worried about just getting clocked, right? Because this dude's yeah. bigger than me. So I'm moving. We're At this point, we're sweating. And you'll guys, sweat like no other guys started coming out of their rooms because they heard the boxing. So they thought there was a fight going yeah. on. And basically, what was happening was I was running for my dear life in this very small room. Uh-huh. Uh, I got a couple licks in. And then the first one he connected on, I was like, all right, we're good. Let's go. Let's call it. Take glove off. Yeah, shake I, hands. Well, I got class tomorrow. Let's do it. Um, man, I tell you, when you're boxing like that, because we time the rounds. Yeah. Man, you're sweating like crazy. Like you want to talk about cardio? I don't know if it's just like no, you're adrenaline, right. like tr- being ready to get hit or dodge, but that is a workout like no other. Even if like you're just kind of standing the whole time. Yeah. And barely even getting a lick in. Yeah. It is it is a, a crazy amount of cardio there. I mean, that's why Clubber Lang was so exhausted in round three. I mean, you know, Rocky kept telling him to, you know, hit him as hard as he could, and dude just couldn't breathe. Yeah. Um, in the app, uh, if you ever don't want to fight, just start stripping. Nobody wants to fight the naked guy. <laughs> he said, you can scare a big SOB with a little pecker. Huh. Thank you, Brick. Well... <laughs> All right, Brick, we, we were talking about nicknames, too. What is Brick short for? Is it short for anything? Because it's B-R-I-K, so I'm just wondering. Brickowski? Maybe so. And that's a legitimate nickname. But my point about Richard, and to Brick's point, like, Dick, that doesn't make a whole lot of a sense. <laughs> Robert and Bob, Charles and Chuck, although I guess Charles and Chuck kind of make a little bit of a... I mean, you're changing the name. You're not shortening it, you're changing it. And the... The one that really throws me off is James and Jimmy. You're lengthening it. Yeah. And there's only, I mean, yeah, they start. You might as well call him Timmy at that point. How do you feel about, do any of your kids have nicknames? No. No. I mean, uh, I got, there's Michael, Alex, and Steven. So. No Mike. I'll, no I'll call Steve. him Mike. I'll, I'll, I'll call him Mike, or just for fun, Steph, because he been growing up was a big Steph Curry fan. So I'll call him Steph. Alex, I'll, I'll call Al, but just because I'm lazy and I use I use smaller syllable words. See, I feel like if I was to name a child, I wouldn't want that name that I chose to be changed to a nickname, especially one that's not even similar to the name. But a lot of those were probably started by the parent, right? That's why I'm like, what are you doing? Why not just why why is his name just not Jimmy? Exactly. Or, or official name being Bob. Right. If you're gonna just I'm gonna call him this his whole life. Why did we? Or if you're like you know, uh, his name's like James Arthur whatever, but we're gonna call him Arthur. 
or Art. Why, why was his first name not Arthur? Yeah. Yeah, there are people that use their middle names as their everyday names. Right. I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but you're out there. I know you are. How, how does that happen? And why don't you just make it the first name? Yeah, and like, yeah, how does that do, – do you just – did your parents say, you know what, we actually don't like your first name, we're going to go with the middle name, or did you make that choice? You know what, I'm going to start going by my middle name. Mark, yeah. what's your middle name? My name is Benjamin. So could you technically just come in and be like, hey guys, I'm going to go by Benjamin now. I'm going by Ben. Nick Wiggins, Ben Heim here for the opening kickoff. Like, would do you have every right to do that? Sure. Call me BH. Just reinvent yourself? Yeah. I'm good with Ben. I, I would clearly that doesn't happen. I, I don't want to hear the don't give me the Benji stuff now. I ain't I ain't all about that. What is the Benji stuff? Just I don't want the derivative of Benjamin to turn into Benji. Don't call me oh, Benji. That anyone who's calling who takes Benjamin and says Benji. I've heard it. I've heard it. I don't think that's like that's it's been like it's been American since thing. huh? That's a foreign thing. I think. Well, good day, mate. Uh, by the way, Brick, that's his real name, named after quarterback in the old movie called Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Hmm. Okay, well, then your parents did it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one final. So what's your middle name, by the way? I, I feel like I know this already. Garrett. Garrett. See, I could, like, move states and just... From then on, every new person I meet, tell them my name's Garrett. They would be none the wiser. Yeah. Well, you could. I don't know why your legal middle name would be the only reason to do that. Like you could do that any with any name. No, because you could like, move to Montana and be like, "What's your name? My name's Howie." Yeah, but but then if for some reason my ID were to ever come up or something, you'd be like, "Wait, where's Howie coming from?" Yeah. Oh, I just I was a big uh, Dealer No Deal fan back in the day. <laughs> All right, one final segment. We'll wrap things up here on a Friday edition. Uh, and by the way, Lee really doesn't have a middle name. Legally, he's just... I find that very bizarre. He doesn't understand why, but that just seems so random. All right, anyway. Hang with us. One final segment. This is Mayor Sandy Stimson. You're listening to Sports Radio 105.5 FM WNSP. segment of the day I want to thank uh, Sarah Lane coach Jeff Kelly he joined us uh, earlier today uh, John Ricchetti and of course Heather Leonard the uh, the mother of Riley Leonard uh, want to thank those folks for for joining us a reminder if you missed actually Nick tell everybody if they missed any of our show they're always welcome to uh, to catch it at their leisure that's right uh, wherever you get your podcasts. That's from, right, Mark. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor. I think that's all of them, or the ones that people use anyway. Maybe Amazon Prime has one. I don't know. But, yeah, just search WNSP now, and all of our shows are there. And we have some online exclusive shows that you can only hear on those platforms. So check it out. That's a little misleading, that last part, though. What? Because you can hear those on uh, during the final drive sometimes. Yeah, but not every week. 
abbreviated versions. Right. Is it that Michael and, and Corey just can't get through three hours of, <laughs> of radio every day? Yeah. That's what it is. Why don't, why don't we do those in the morning show? Harder to get people up in the morning. From 6 to 6.30. Ooh, and then that would be ex- especially tough. And then we can come in and start our show 6.30 and go to 9. Oh, that would be incredibly tough, unfortunately. For, not for me. Well, yes. See, I, even just getting them in 8.30 would be incredibly tough. Anything before 9 a.m., it's a chore for most people. We, we've adjusted to our day starting a lot earlier yes and kind of wrapping up a lot earlier but yeah i'm like i've mentioned before i'm ready for lunch it's it's almost 9 a.m let's do lunch i haven't eaten breakfast today normally when lee's here i barely have a chance to speak so i'm like oh <laughs> let me bring in a three-course <laughs> breakfast and i'll just really dine out in here yeah i've not eaten anything starting to get a little bit of a headache getting a little lightheaded yeah so he's. I'm gonna be talking. All of a sudden, you're gonna hear a big, like a big, yeah. And that'll be uh, that'll be Nick pass out. And of course, I'll just have to sit here and watch him because we're live and I can't go do anything to to help. Right. The show must go on. That's right. There's some things more important, like our show. I'll probably go grab some breakfast right after the show ends. That sounds like a good plan. All right. Good for you. You eat breakfast this morning? No, I don't eat breakfast. Oh. Hmm. You're like doing a little bit of intermittent fasting. Um. Yeah, that might be a good way of putting it. Although I I don't do it in the way that apparently is you know successful or conducive to actually losing weight. <laughs> but yeah. So your first meal of the day is lunch. Yeah, typically. And you eat a big lunch. I try not to. So you're not eating any breakfast. I'm trying and to. I'm a small lunch. Right. I'm trying. Uh. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm trying to keep maintain my girlish figure. It gets as you don't you don't know this yet, but it, it tends to get a little bit more difficult as you get older. I hear that. You see, and the other thing is, and this is where I'm different, I think, than you. I eat for taste. Yes, I eat when I'm hungry, but when I'm not hungry, I like eating is fun. Eat, I, I enjoy eating. I like eating. So I eat I, like three thousand calories a day. I try to. Yeah, but you're you're also what twenty six. Yeah. Okay. Wait till you're well, I enjoy, 46. I, I enjoy everything I put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Take that how you want it. Yeah. It's true in all facets of uh, my life. Apparently you do. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? I don't even remember. You, you were saying that unlike me, you like to eat food for the taste. Yeah, but I'm I eating, I'm eating the stuff. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not like that guy who's like, oh, got to eat my unseasoned chicken and rice because I don't need the sodium. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Okay, I don't re- really remember. I don't know. My, oh, I'm starting oh. to forget where I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're getting a little lightheaded. <laughs> no, uh, my problem is, um, I eat till I'm full. I don't eat until I'm no longer hungry, which is a problem for me. I'm a glutton. That's that's the uh, the deadly sin of yours, your vice. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, it's if it's not chocolate, it's not dessert, and if it's not fried, it's not cooked. Or my two sub rules to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's on what's on the menu for lunch today, Mark? 
I don't know. We're hitting the road for for Beham, so we may just hit the uh, may hit a drive through somewhere. Eat on the way. I don't know. That that, that decision is out of. Uh, I'm going to have a nice dinner with my father at Outback Steakhouse today. All right. What do we, what, what kind of cut of meat oh, we get in there, guys? Lunch. Right. You what you doing there? You doing a little blooming onion in a, to start and. Yeah, the blooming onions are already on the table by the time I get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of their bread. It's like that real dark, just loaf of bread. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I'll probably get some steak, loaded baked potato, you know. Dude, butter makes all bread better. Just slap a little bit I, of that I, on there. I do like that, you know, whipped butter that they put out <laughs> that you can just dip it in. I think all butter should be so, whipped. So what, what, what cut of meat are we doing here? I don't know. I don't really know the difference between them all. I just kind of look at the pictures. <laughs> That's classy right there. <laughs> <laughs> I want this one. Is dad paying? Yeah, he's got like a membership. Filet. They know him. They're like, oh, you're Ken's son. You get filet. Like, yep. Go filet. All right. I all say, right. hey, Mark told me to get this. Yeah. All right. Uh, we want to thank everybody for uh, contributing this week. Wish you and yours a happy and safe weekend. Uh, Nick and I are back on Monday. Lee's going to be off. I can tell you what we have planned, but where's the fun in that? And I'd just be making it up at this point anyway. Uh, so you guys have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday at 6. Until then, see ya!